Hello and welcome back to episode 14 now of the Dragon's Lair podcast. Uh, It's just me and Liam today. Ellis is unfortunately at his full-time employment and couldn't join us. How are you today, Liamo? I'm good, mate. Good to be uh, at home at 2.53 in the day with nothing to do other other than record a podcast. So, Classic uni lifestyle, that one. Um, Mm -hmm. Today, basically, it's going to be a fairly short one. We're just going to be having a look over the fixtures from the weekend, um, even though there was a fair few of them. We're going to have a quick chat about Ladies' Day, which has went down an absolute treat, and then maybe a little bit of a look ahead to this week coming forward. Um, I suppose we can start with the ones on the Saturday. Limo, they bowled first, so Perth won the toss mm-hmm. and batted, and bowled yep. Perth out for 233. Yeah, so how Barinder is going so far this year, you'd say it's a pretty good um, effort from our boys to bowl them out for 233. I did hear that there was a few, it was a few more demons in the wicket, um, not too much, but um, we have gone in and batted and we're one for 46 overnight. So we've had a good start. Isaac Montes not out on 26, um, off 30 rocks. Um, Isaac, he's going well there. And look who's batting at three. Luke Holt. Luke I, Holt. I don't reckon that's... I don't reckon he's a nice watchman. I reckon that he's just that good that I've gone, all right, we're going to put you at three this week, big fella. Future number three. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Kid could score anything <laughs> this week. Mm. So Bondi is out for 10. Uh, but yeah, Holty's in, one off 28. Great work from him and to uh, get them through to the end of the day. Well, in the bowling, we had Guru, Wahe Guru Dylan the Wizard, four for 85 off 21. And to no surprise to anyone. <laughs> no, not at all. Mate, but you know what they say about Barinder? Spin to win. Oh, jeez. Five wickets That's between him and Bondi. So Bondi won for 31 off 12. Ollie won for 42 off 14. Uh, Nick Blazovich, three for 35 off 13 and a bit. And Maddie nice. Hanna, one for 20 off eight. Went down injured, mm. unfortunately. Again, so he's had a couple uh, niggles that he's got over and over um, in a week or two. Uh, I think he's done both quads and a and a hammy mm. or something, or, or the opposite of that. But this time, I think he's done a more serious injury. I've heard. So yeah, they said um, it wasn't looking great on Saturday after he pinged it. He was probably pretty much instantly off after that. Which normally, knowing Maddie, he tries to bowl through whatever he's done to himself. So you know, it's uh, can't be pretty good. It can't be very good if it's um, if that's the result. Yeah, pretty disappointing for one of the one of the league's um, best wicket takers of the last five or six years. So a big loss to the Dragons, but um, I'm sure they'll they'll be all, all good without him. Um, so looking ahead to this week, you're probably thinking they're in a pretty strong cha- uh, position going in with what 90 overs to chase down 190. Yeah, you can almost say we're chasing about 190 with one wicket down because we've got 46 runs off just 11 overs. So we're going at a good tick at the end there. So those are very important bonus runs at the end of the day. So I was going to say, injecting Holty up the order probably lengthens the batting order a bit. I mean, you got, obviously, Maddie and, and Nick are probably the two lower end of that tail. But then you've got, mm-hmm. one, I, I don't know who's going to be batting nine, but whoever it is is going to be probably a solid top order bat. So it's probably one of the deeper batting lineups we've had for a while on the ones. Yeah, well, only one name speaks to me that... Uh of someone who doesn't quite carry the bat with too much uh, prestige, and that's and that's Blaz. Um, I'm sure he'll hate me saying that, but um, all the other boys can bat. So, yeah, good signs. Uh, what happened with the twos on the weekend, Liam? A bit of an interesting fixture. 
Yeah, so the Fletcher that we know and loved is not the Fletcher we know and love uh, anymore. Um, I have a mate <laughs> who I work with who plays at Perth and has been complaining about the wickets all year. Um, and I was just like, yeah, right on, mate. You play on Fletcher, just give me a I was going to say, a little bit spoiled, and I reckon, if you're complaining about Fletcher at any point. Yep. So we rocked up. It was it was quite green and just really thick grass. It was it was obviously hard, like Fletcher is, but really like thick not in length of blade of grass, but just really like luscious almost. I don't know. Sorry, luscious almost. Almost, just it really was like the same on the fourth grade pitch as well. It was like playing on a rug, but it just yeah, it's, yeah, it's very it's strange sort of pitch it. to look out to. Yeah, so back of a length, um, it would the ball would just hit, bounce, and stop. So it was a um, bit of a strange wicket, and it was a hard wicket to get in on, um, which me and Maddie Gleason found earlier yeah, to a um, bit of get up and open early the doors. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, they call the Walsh brothers the Bash, Bash brothers. Me and Gleeson call ourselves the Bunt brothers. So, <laughs> um, we were up there. Uh, uh, he made 13 off 44, uh, 54. I made 13 off 49. So um, it was tough to get in on first. Um, but we were in a little bit of trouble. We, I think we were seven for, let me check the stats here. We were probably seven for 104. Yep. And some lower order batting from, led by Keegan DeCoker, the young fellow with his best innings for the Seniors Dragons so far, I believe, unless he made some lower runs, lower, lower grade runs. Oh, you wouldn't know if he'd made some lower grade runs, mate. <laughs> don't, don't check those scores. Uh, no, I'm pretty oh. sure that's Keegan's highest score for the Drags by a, okay. about 30 odd runs. Okay. He made 60 off 59 and was helped out by uh, Chris Garner with 19 uh, and Nick Geiser with 18 hitting a 6 as well so um, John Sanders also above him making 29 he batted really well before he got out but um, we ended up getting our way to 210 from 68 overs he's quietly putting um, together a pretty good little season John Sanders Just he is flying he, under the radar at 6, 7, 8 down there knocking off 20s and 30s every week yeah, we'll talk about his um his Colts batting later, but ever since he he started the season in twos, his first season at twos, and he's improved um, out of this world since then. A lot with his bowling. His batting, um, obviously we haven't seen the full potential of, mm. of him yet, but his bowling has gotten a lot, lot better, and we'll, we'll talk about that right now. So, How about um, Nick we Geisler went in a bowl- batting for... Uh, sorry, just to jump back in. How about no, Nick right. Geisler batting for an hour and eight minutes? Who would have picked that one in the past? Mate, he, he batted really well against Junilup as well. He hit two sixes. Um, he only, because he doesn't train, He only the only time he bats is in the game. So he bats 11, and he's probably the best number 11 going around. Sorry, Vidit. I was going to um, say, I don't think talent's the issue there. It may just be a care factor that might come into it when he's coming in that low down the order. He batted really well with Keegan for uh, a... Let's have a look here. Just about a yeah, 50-run partnership. 48-run partnership, so that's very 48 important. 48-run. Not bad. Yeah, very important late in an inning. So we went in and bowled, and they tried to hit a six from the very first ball of the game. Um, so they we knew yeah, Perth... It was weird to watch. Yeah. Yeah, we know Perth in the twos um, like to take the game on, and they certainly did that. Um, their top four batsmen um, really tried to take it to us, but... They got a couple away, but then we then we came back and took some wickets. So um, Josh Cuser got the first wicket, um, Chris Lagana got a wicket, and John Sanders late in the day took two wickets in the last couple of overs um, to get us in a really strong position at four for 80. A couple of catches from one L Hindle there, back with the gloves on on the weekend, mate. Yeah, I'm working at I'm working on trying to get those frog bolts highlights up. I was talking to you about how I'm having a bit of issues with there, but um, yeah, one down leg side and then one um, up to the stumps off John. So it was pleasing taking the gloves back. Um, didn't really have ideal preparation because I was sick all last week, but um, but no, apparently training less does does good things. So always the way I've found. 
um, cues mm. as well, going down injured. Yeah, so he got one hit back at him um, from a drive, and it would have gone straight to mid off, but he decided to put out the left mitt <laughs> and in turn sending it for four past mid off. So that's good from him, but he dislocated his little uh, his little finger. Didn't look good live, um, looked a bit uh, gross. He went off the field, um, but before he went off the field, Chris Lagana was extremely intent on trying to put it back <laughs> in, and he was scaring the crap out of Cuser. Yeah, um, Cuse mentioned something along those lines. He was a bit yeah, worried about letting Goon have a go at it. Yeah, he was just too, too keen. Um, and so I was just like, Cuser, just get off, just go get a check by a doctor. So he went off the field, and um, a coach he knew from Perth uh, put it back in for him and came back out into the field, but didn't bowl, so... Um, no, good, important wicket from him first up. Um, their opener, Connor Smith, is a, is a good bat. So, Looked like he was going pretty hard at them as well with, uh, what, two fours and a six and his 15 balls. Yeah, he was the one that he went down the wicket, tried to whack Hughes of a six first ball yeah. of the inning. So. Interesting viewing. So, yeah, we're in a really strong position, um, four for 80. Um, we've taken four really important wickets. So, um, definitely not there already. Obviously, they only needed another... 30, uh, 130 runs. So yeah, it's definitely um, a bit in balance that game, I suppose, isn't it? With so much time left, you know, they obviously mm. got some runs on the board quickly, but with 90 overs to chase down 130, you'd think they wouldn't probably go that hard next week. But you never mm. know, I suppose. Yeah, if there's wind vis, I'd say it'd be probably about 60, 40. I reckon. Yeah, okay, I like it. I like it. Um, threes. How did threes go? Well, it's a shame we don't have Ellis here because I I would love a rundown of exactly what actually occurred. Um, on Saturday at Burundi too, I've I've got a couple of little insights from a few people, but basically, uh, they Perth won the toss and batted first, and we had them six for thirty, one two three four five six for thirty four. Uh, so oh my word, young fella by the name of uh, Brad Kent, who we discussed Oof. potentially making a return in the fours this week, had mm. uh, had the pleasure of being selected in the threes and has run riot through the Perth top order. He had, he had, he had five for thirty-eight in the end, and I'm pretty sure they were the first five wickets, um, and they'd fallen very, very quick time early doors. So, probably paid off a bit of faith in the select from the selectors there. Um, <laughs> before they managed to leak their way to 131, um, I know Pete wasn't too pleased with that. Um, but how looks like one bloke that? was the one doing it all, uh, Mr. Enright. Enright, yeah, he 57. had at one point fifty-seven of their eighty runs when we looked. So I don't know. My cricket doesn't seem to be properly updated. Um, yeah, I was going to say um, fifty-seven plus ten plus two plus one doesn't plus quite add up. Two extras doesn't <laughs> add up to one thirty-one, especially off twenty-three overs. Yeah, and they've actually <laughs> Perth have about batted again, and those stats aren't on my cricket. So I'm excited to see what what the actual scores are. Um, but yeah, they they leaked their way to one hundred and thirty-one. Uh, Surly ended up with one for eleven off eight. Uh, Scotty Biggest. James Scott one for fifteen off four and a bit. Uh, Stewie Hepburn, two for 33 off seven, and Jordan Norm Hodgetts, one for 28 off nine. So pretty even bowling performance, apart from Kenty there, ta- doing the damage early. Um, but then, geez, uh, all out for 86 in reply. Oof. I heard Hurts, it was a dramatic it? batting innings. It, I've heard a lot of chat about various uh, reasons for this, but I think no matter what, what you might say about the umpiring or the conditions, you probably, you don't want to be bowled out for 86. So I think no. most of the guys have acknowledged that when when I've sort of spoken to them, but it would have been an exciting day of cricket to watch, surely. 
Yeah, so apparently there was something about the light levels. So that the, we had a couple of people warned and maybe a potential reporting because we weren't happy we were batting in low light. Was that? Yeah, that oh, I think that, that was actually when we were bowling again. So I don't. I, honestly, I've heard I've heard a couple of different stories about it, but the, yeah, the long and short of it is we probably didn't bat well enough. But I think we've actually got them two down again overnight, or maybe even three down. Okay. Um, it was. It was. It was decent light just down the road at Fletcher. So I know. That, sure. This is what I couldn't believe. But they didn't finish till 10 to 7, the threes. Did you know that? Yeah, we didn't finish till at least 6.30. So we were still fine. I, I don't know what it must have been, whether the di- the weather was coming from that way or not. Because like, as I was leaving <laughs> Fletcher, the weather was coming true, in. Yeah. And, I, and I genuinely think that may have been the difference. Like another 15 min- minutes east or west maybe, of Barrenda. Yeah, uh, yeah it, true. Honestly. But yeah, there wasn't... Mm. Obviously... All out for 86. Stewie Hepburn made 28. Um, Geordie Hodgetts came in at the end and made 11. And Sean Bores made 16. Um, we'll talk about a bit more about his batting shortly in the 17s recap. But, yeah, there's look, there's a lot of cricket left to be played um, with the threes. And hopefully they can bowl them out cheaply and maybe have a crack at chasing down a reverse outright late in the day. Mm, big chance for that. Um, the fours over at Fletcher, uh, we, uh, east or west, we, one of them, uh, number two ground. W- uh, west, I think. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, um, we won two, the toss. Two, two, four. We won the toss. Captain Dom Chalker, first, uh, first mm-hmm. game as skipper this year, he sent us in, so we had a bat, and we unfortunately were waiting on one of our juniors, Ethan Smith, to come from 17s to open the batting, so we had to uh, had to improvise on the day. And Ishan Rosada got the call up to uh, have a crack at opening the stick. I, I asked him whether he wanted first ball, and I reckon he said no before I was halfway through my sentence. So <laughs> I took the first pill, um, and then Ishan unfortunately didn't last long. He got he got a fifth ball duck in the second over. So we went off to the greatest start. But uh, mm. Chalks and I came uh, came to the crease. Uh, we put on sixty one for the second wicket. I got nice. bowled, unfortunately, just after drinks for 36. Uh, trying to sweep? No, I was actually trying to block it. Uh, I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I was I was devastated. I was trying so hard, <laughs> and I just got bowled trying to block it. So, Jeez. You're, putting, you're putting a few starts together, mate. You're not far away, I reckon, from a big score. Swanee said something about hating a 50 on Sunday, and it's like, mate, a 50 is just way beyond my reach. Like, if a That's 30 what he said is to me my before 50. I made that's what he said to me before I made mine. So there you go. Yeah, Maybe next week. Um, mm. Chalks. So then Chalks and Magsy put on sixty-eight. Uh, Magsy got bowled for twenty-seven. Um, Chalks followed pretty shortly, so we were actually chugging along really well. But then Chalks got out for fifty-five, which lowered his average to a measly one hundred and twenty-five for the season. Oh, jeez, um, get off shocking. It. Ellis actually said Chalks' prediction was going to be 60-plus and uh, yeah, after changing it from 50-plus because I said that wasn't outrageous enough. So mm. bang in the middle, unlucky cast. Great work from you, Bex. Very good. Um, and yeah, Ethan Smith ticked along for a while. He made 31, but we kind of stalled. We are looking really good there. We could have been, should have been up around the 250-plus mark, but just lost pretty regular wickets and couldn't really... Couldn't really tick along the strike rate. They had a little. Uh, they had an off spinner that um, just bowled little darts that kept it pretty quiet against a couple of the younger kids. So hopefully, two twenty four. You're not unhappy with that in fours ninety nine percent of the time. I would have thought, but from where we were, probably could have been a lot more. 
Um, mm. I mean, you got a late wicket. We did. Um, again, we bowled for AAS seven overs, I think. Uh, Chalks pulled the master stroke of a couple overs in. I had, I was bowling from the top end, so I had four, and then Angad had three up his sleeve and two overs into mine. He said, I want to give Arnav a couple overs. Swung him on, and with two balls left in the day, managed to sneak it through the ba- the defences of their opener, who was actually the legitimate opener because they did put a night watchman in as well. But uh, okay. we managed to get the the legit opener out, which is nice. That's and, good. Uh, nice. So y- how many times do you sit out there and go, okay, we've got five overs, let's get a couple of wickets, and they end up you know, none mm-hmm. for ten, and it's really devastating. Yeah. So to get that wicket yeah. was was pretty huge at the end of the day, I reckon. Were you spurred on by um, some of us on the on the other ground? We were, we were at uh, cheering uh, trying to get you going. D- uh, honestly, I, d- I didn't hear any of that, to be honest. Yeah, you did. You turned to us, mate. Did I? Yeah, we we're, were cheering you on like we're on the same field as you. Uh, and yeah, you apologies. I don't yeah. remember. Good, I probably good to did. see we made an impact. Good well, to see we made an impact. It didn't help me That's out. Right. I didn't get a wicket. But next okay. week, I mean, this Saturday, we've got a pretty strong and deep bowling attack in the fours at the moment. So... Hopefully we can build enough pressure that 220 ends up being enough. So moving on to the 17. 17. Big performance from the boys. Mate. Making 270 from their 60 overs. So going at a decent little click there. Just over four and a half-ish. Almost at the five. So... Um, Jack, Captain Jack Chapman getting the job done with 133 of 137 rocks, including 15 fours and three sixes. Um, huge from him, and was joined by Sean Balls, who made 84, uh, 82 rather from 154 rocks. So um, those two pretty much holding up the innings there. Um, Julian Critelli, Julian is that his first name? Sorry. Uh no, Jordan. Jordan. Julian. Julian was who we sorry. played with a few years back. Yep. Sorry, yep. Jordan. Yep. Apologies. It's for that. Jordan, isn't it? Yeah, Jordan. Jordan, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, Jordan. Uh, Jordan Credelli with pitching in with twenty-two. Um, so yeah, we got continuing his good form. Mm, so two hundred and seventy. Um, no bowling innings to speak of because we batted like kings. So, Rare. Um, they're in a very good spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's not to say about that? Uh, you don't see hundreds in the seventeen, especially at Willison, all that often. So it's nice to see what eight hey, runs short. Now. Eight You're going to see him every week now. Oh, if we can, that'd be huge. I mean, you look at that. There's uh, yeah. plenty of batting talent in that seventeens team, and. Um, obviously, Chappie came up to the fours and didn't quite repeat his heroics, and Sean Boers probably didn't quite do as well as he'd hoped, but Ethan Smith turned it around after making a golden duck in the morning, so I wanted to give a shout-out to him for making that golden duck, mm-hmm. He uh, and he, he tried to tell me he made 80 until Chappie slipped in that he actually made a golden duck, so well done, Ethan, but good work on your runs in the mm. afternoon. I saw him working hard at Southern Cricket yesterday, so um, hopefully he turns it around this week. And the 15s is the other Saturday game. So our boys uh, batted first uh, after t- Perth won the toss and chucked them in. We were probably looking a bit shaky there. I think we were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 for 70 uh, before Kyle Roach, the man the man himself, came in and peeled off 75 off 104 balls, uh, put on 103 with... With Daniel Hornby uh, for the eighth wicket, which pretty much rescued us until we then lost four for zero to be bowled out for <laughs> 173. The tail did not wag. At There's all. a tail no of two movement. games there, isn't there? What six? We lost <laughs> one, two, three, four, four for fifteen at one point, then four for none either side of a hundred run partnership. So, mm. yeah, there's, there's beginnings there for the fifteens. That's it's 
they're just they're not quite putting it all together at this point. But th- there's there's mm. there's promising signs there. Yeah, so with the with the seventy five and the twenty seven, what you said, one hundred and thirty run partnership? Did you say around about one hundred and three? One hundred and three run partnership. Sorry, yeah. I can't count. No, um, right. no extras in there. Well, wow. okay. Um, so th- that obviously gets you to a good score, but when you got five ducks in the team, it is hard to put together a big total. So one seventy three, they will they will be a good chance of uh, defending, especially with, with our, um, man. our man Kai D'Souza in, <laughs> yeah. in the bowling lineup. And who has a point to prove after his duck, so... Uh, um, zero not out. Zero not out. So, it could have been 100. Oh, okay. Who sorry. knows? Could have been anything. Mate. Sorry, Kai. Nah, Never I'm backing him in. Also, our man Charlie Henderson, if he takes the ball, four for last week, on fire. But... I th- <laughs> they uh, can do everything, that kid. They'll back themselves. Keeping, yeah. bowling. So after Saturday, very good day for the boys on Sunday. So we'll go through the uh, Premier 2020s first. So we played our first game against Claremont Netherlands, and before we had a good day, um, the the Willerton boys uh, had a bit of a stinker in the first game. You could say, Bex. That is putting it very kindly, Lemo. I think the there was a bit of obviously the uh, the covers were or sorry the the rain and the weather around the uh, the ground wasn't great, um, and it probably played on our minds a bit too much because. We lost six overs, so it was only a 14-over fixture, and we batted terribly. It was just, like, it wasn't the easiest pitch to get in on, and everyone just sort of went, oh, we've only got 14 overs, we're going to have to try and hit sixes from ball one, and just... We, sorry, were you there, Beck? I was, yes. I was there from okay, the so early doors, first, yeah. Okay. Um, mm. So, yeah, it just didn't, never really got going. I mean, what all but one bloke got in single digits, and we got bowled out for 63, mm. so... A lot of courts, I'm saying. Actually, yeah. all all courts apart from one run out. So I were we just hitting says, them down says enough, sweepers' throats? Or? Yeah, it was a bit, bit of everything, to be honest. There was court and bowls. There were court in the infield, court in the boundary. It was just, yeah, it was not good batting. And I don't think anyone would... Um, don't think anyone would disagree with me there. The highlight of the innings was definitely Shane Warnes hitting a bomb over the fence at the far end of Barandar and smashing into Oof. a car. <laughs> well, oh, really? Yeah, like just above <laughs> the windscreen. Bloke was sitting in his car, didn't move. So it smashed the car. And we've all sort of got up, tried to look at it, and this guy just still sat in his driver's seat the entire time. He did drive off pretty quickly, so I'm assuming he went and parked somewhere mm. else. But, yeah, rough for that bloke. Um, off the boat repairs. And yeah, um, they chased it down, none down in seven overs. So, a, a, mm. a game to forget for the drags. <laughs> yep. Um, and at the Colts, uh, meanwhile, that was going on. The Colts were going. We um, we may as well just change it up here and just go go to, go by time. Not yeah, not great. Reckon, what do you reckon? I like Bex? it. I like it. So meanwhile, the Colts were going um, pretty swimmingly. We uh, got. In uh, so very very changed lineup this week as we talked about um, mm. seven or might have even been eight of the Colts boys had to go up and play ones because yeah. they were playing at the same time. So um, Pete called in the cavalry, called in the um, called in the boys, and we had seven new players in the lineup and um, a new I captain. Took over as yeah, so I took over as captain for Isaac who was in the ones and. Um, I must say it went pretty well on the day. So um, I lost a toss in the first game. Uh, we were sent to bowl. I would have bowled anyway. So yeah, um, it wasn't too call. much of an issue there. Yep. Um, and we got them at 9 for 83 from their 20 overs. So um, the pick of the bowlers were, if I look at the wickets here, Keegan DeCoca got 3 for um, three for 19 from his 4 overs. Uh, Scotty, James Scott got 2 for 17 from his 4 overs. Um, Lockie Sell opened up really well. Um, 
one for 14 from his four. And Declan Crowder, uh, one for 15 from his three. So, well, I mean, they only what well, they only went at four and over for the entire innings. So you can't really fault anyone, I suppose, with the ball there, can you? No, absolutely not. Yeah, we we, we did really well in the um, in the power play. Um, kept them down to low scores. Um, Maddie, uh, Big Daddy Kate Gleason getting a uh, direct hit run out from point. So huge, um, huge from him as well. Um, Had so a we, good, we, good weekend in the field, did Gleason? Good catch on Saturday, a direct hit run out on yeah, the Sunday. D- yeah, that will be on the socials as well. That catch. Um, so yeah, he had a great weekend in the field. So yeah, we took. Um, we didn't take early wickets in the power play, but we took a couple, kept them to a low score, and then we just. Um, trudge through with five out and just kept, just kept taking wickets and obviously it's hard to score runs when you're taking um, when you're losing consistent wickets so um, 83 they made um, we came out to bat and chased it down in 10.4 overs so a convincing win from us Lockie Lake was the um, pick of the bats with 30 from 22 um, Stu Smith was not out at the end 13 from 10 um, me and Keegan opened up I got 15 off 18 Keegan 17 from 11 and John Sanders only with 6 off 3 so a convincing start and a huge win for um the boys because that got us into finals so yeah um there was a little bit of nerves around obviously the big boys playing in the in the first grade but um we got the job done and and we'll be through the next round oh pretty impressive when you look at that bowling attack i suppose i don't maybe john bowled in the last game but other than that no one else would have bowled Mm. at all if if at all in colts maybe an over or two for keegan but to for Mm. them to all come in like that and just execute pretty much perfectly to have a team 83 at the end of 20 like that's really impressive for the depth of the Colts yeah absolutely and even the boys who yeah as you said the boys who played last week hadn't even really got to go anyway because the boys were doing so well so um, everyone came in fresh and and performed really well I'm a big fan of John Sanders six off three with one six that must have been a fun innings to watch yeah, slog sweep over square leg. Um, he hit a few of them in the uh, in the second game, but couldn't quite go on in the first one. Well, so if we talk about the second game, we may as well go to the uh, back to the first grade ground where it went a little bit better for us. What we um, playing against Midland Guildford, a couple of old boys opened up for them, Ross Knoll and James Godfrey, um, and we're off to an absolute flyer to be honest. They were ki- ki- smashing it everywhere. Um, before we sort of brought it back a bit, and Waheguru Dillon took the wicket of both of them uh, for 46 and 48, which helps, on his way to three for 26 off four. So they never really got going after those two and kind of just crabbed their way to 125 crabbed, in the there's end. There's a word. <laughs> uh, no, well, just when I say crabbed, I Na- mean it in the nicest way possible. Can you define crabbed for me? Um Battered slowly. Well, you know, you got six off nine, <laughs> five off five, five off seven, three off two, two off two. So just never really got, got it going again after that. Yeah. Um, Guru, pick of the bowlers, three for 26. I hate to say this. I really don't want to <laughs> say this next one. But, but Joe Swan, four overs, two for 18. Bowled pretty well. Um, and, yeah, kept, uh, the only other wicket taker was Oliver Arkenstall, four, four overs, one for 29. So it was... Pretty good effort from the boys to keep him down. Again, not an easy pitch to score a lot of runs on, but it was a, you know, after a really aggressive start, they could have easily kicked on to a lot more than that and never really looked troubled with the uh, chasing. So Bondi, uh, K, K Bond, Callan Bond and K Walsh, Kyle Walsh opened the batting, put on 65 in pretty quick time. Uh, Bondi was just playing really well. So was Kyle really and... um. 
Bondi got us through to 101 before getting out for 49 or 44. And at that point, we only needed 20. I think that was like the 11th over, 12th over or something. So it was just, there was no need to rush after that. We kind of just cruised home mm-hmm. to four for 126 after 17 and a berth in the semifinals. Yeah, great to the meat axe. Christian Morrissey making his first um, A-grade debut. Yep. Um, made six made six off 12. Apparently his first um, 10 balls were dot balls, but he, he got <laughs> six off his last two and, and then unfortunately got run out. But um, ah, Got us to yeah, the end great of the to game him in the that's the important thing, eh? Mm. Um, and so, yeah, uh, there was pretty big celebrations down at Dragon Park at that point, knowing that we were getting through because it was all she's seen at the uh, at the halfway point between the two games. Jarrah, Swanee and uh, Bondi were all up at the bar doing these calculations on random pieces of paper they'd found. You know, what do we have to do to get through? So it was good to yeah. uh, good to get the win and just secure all that without having to worry about any extra uh, BS around it. Absolutely. And the T20 competition hasn't been now. Um, hasn't been our best over the years, so it's great to see us um, in the finals there where, where we belong. Well, we actually, I, I was speaking to Spaff about this. We won, what, like, the inaugural T20 way back um, when it was still, like, very much a bit of a uh, novelty comp and then pretty okay. much disappeared for, well, the best part of 13, 12 years or whatever it is in the comp. So mm. it's nice to actually uh, get through to the next round and play a bit of important cricket on Sundays in January. Mm. Absolutely. Um, another team that will be doing that is the Colts. The mighty Colts, boys. The Colts. They won the second game um, pretty much in the same sort of fashion. So um, I won the toss, and because we're already through, I was like, all right, boys, I would have won. If we had to win the game, I probably would have bowled first. But um, you let's went, go I want to have a bit of a bat here. I'm going to bat yeah. first and get 20 overs under yeah. the belt. Yeah, absolutely. So we only got 19. Um, it started to rain, so... Um, Lost one over each side. Um, we ended up on five for one forty from our nineteen overs. Um, myself and Keegan opened the batting again. Um, pick of the batsman was uh, John Sanders with seventy four from forty eight, four wow. fours and three sixes. He batted absolutely superbly, slog sweeping to a short boundary, um, which had the wind as well. So it was a very, um, very good boundary hitting side there. Um, I managed to um, support him decently well, I think, um, with forty nine from fifty four, two fours um, and a six. So. Um, we pretty much held innings together. Um, that was pretty much the runs there. You managed to hit a bomb. I did hit a what bomb. Yeah, dirty so sw- dirty very slug rare or? for me. It was a it was a uh, shot over cow. So pretty much you just <laughs> yeah, you, okay. you, your general just sort of half slog, half straight bat over mid on. So um, it's probably the be- it's definitely the biggest six I've ever hit, and nice. I hit it over those flags there at um in between the two grounds. So I was pretty chuffed with it, but um. But no, nah, it, was, it was a good start for the boys. <laughs> yeah. And so, what, 140, and they just didn't really look like chasing it down? No, nah, we, we bowled really well again. Um, they definitely had a better batting lineup than the uh, than Claremont did, so mm-hmm. it got a little bit closer. Um, we ended up winning by 17 runs, um, getting them four for 123 from their 19 overs. So 17 isn't that many runs, but in their 2020, it was a pretty, pretty convincing win. Um, our best bowlers were, let me check here, Stu Smith with three for f- uh, three for 19 from his four overs. Love for, to see that for Stu. Yeah, first time he's bowled four overs in the competition as well. So um, threw in the ball, said, show me what you got. And he uh, he did really well. Um, Jay, uh, Keegan DeCoco got a wicket. Um, the openers of Lockie Searle and James Scott bowled really well as well. And Darcy Roden with his first appearance for, for the tournament. Uh, three uh, No wickets off three overs but only 17 runs off he bowled really well as well had so, a great day on Sunday um, Das didn't bat near the mm. game bowled three overs in the second thanks for coming mate 
yeah, <laughs> I think he had somewhere to be um, after the game. So when when there was a bit of rain around, he was uh, I don't know if he was too happy that the game was getting was getting played because the thing were already through. But yeah, he had no, work he, he to go to. <laughs> yeah, he messaged yeah. me. I think it was, I can't remember if it was Sunday morning or Saturday Arvo, uh or Saturday night. It was like, what time is the second game finished? Because um, my, I, I start work at four, and I was like, mate, <laughs> the second game goes to like five thirty. <laughs> Through to the semi-finals for the Colts, undefeated, top of the table. Mm-hmm. The hype train's rolling. The hype train is absolutely rolling. Choo choo! It's been a few um, years in the making. This, I mean, we've uh, we've alluded to in the past that there's been some pretty average Colts teams at the drags, and I think we've you know we've still got a couple of older fellas hanging around here at the moment, uh, watching these Colts boys wishing for better days when we were around. But I think mm-hmm. we got we're all on board at the moment. Let's uh, I'd love to see it go all the way. Yeah, I think over the, all the times that I've played and in my, in my early years, it's always been every year we're going, oh, yeah, we've actually got a pretty good team this year. But it, <laughs> yeah. you'd have to do a bit of convincing. Um, you'd have to talk about someone who averaging 10, who you reckon is going to average 50. But um, <laughs> Yeah, you got, geez, they got the talent. It's <laughs> <laughs> at a stage now where the, the seven people who don't even make the team are playing really well. So um, we're in a really good spot at the moment. So um, we're not going to, obviously, we're not expecting anything, but we are. Uh, we're looking strong, and yeah. we'll definitely give it, best, times give, ahead. give it our best shot. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so those games are in January. I think it's the 17th. The semifinals are in the morning, uh, the, or the qualifying mm-hmm. finals, and we've got Subi yep. Floriot in the Colts. The yep. ones are playing the week after, and we've got Melville on the 24th. So That'll be a good game, that. Yeah, a couple of big weekends for the Drags in late January, which is exciting to see. Mm. Yeah, obviously Melville, a really good team, got some great players, and um, Subi Floride have won the last two Colts premierships. So yeah, huge games. Definitely, that's um, yeah. I'm 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 looking forward to both those days. More fine, couple of finals on the day, hopefully, and uh, a couple of good results for the Drags. That's the recap of the weekend's games done. Obviously, we had a fair few to get through and a few exciting results. So probably took us a little bit longer than normal, but. We don't have a whole lot left for today's show. We just got a, uh, a quick touch on our predictions, Liamo. So, obviously, mm-hmm. halfway through the game, where uh, some of us are still in the balance, but yourself, finally on the board, I'm off the mark with a correct I'm off prediction. The mark. What remind us again what it was? So my prediction was the Colts to win two from two um, without the big boys. So um, sort of played it half smart and half uh, not so smart. Because saying I had pretty much a lot of control over whether I got the prediction right or not. I was going to say, um, did you know you were captain when you made that prediction? I did. Yeah, oh, I didn't. Okay, don't right. think you guys knew. No, um, I definitely but I did didn't know, know. Yeah, I like that. Backing yourself in. Obviously, it was. It was uh, left field enough for you guys to accept it as a prediction. So it wasn't just a walk up to win those two games. No, so. I'd, I think that's definitely a big call. So uh, Ellis is obviously, we, we touched on it pre-show, but El, or even earlier, sorry, but Ellis predicted Chalks originally to score 50 plus. <laughs> I said, I don't think that's outrageous enough for a bloke averaging 190. So he then changed it to 60 plus and Chalks went out and scored 55. <laughs> Unlucky, Ellis. very good. He's probably going <laughs> to yeah, try that's, and that's... claim a half point next week. You watch. Oh, he probably, he probably will, the bloody bastard. And myself started off well, cues to get four plus. He got the first one, and then he's gone and bloody dislocated his finger. Mm. I'd, no, I think he'll be all right, though. I think I, he'll be okay. I think he'll I'd play be this shocked week. if it stopped him from bowling, knowing cues. But, no. you know, maybe he's not going to be at his 100% best. And hopefully hopefully mm. this is like the sort of the kick he needs that 
I want him to do really well, and he can take three of the last yeah. six on Saturday. Yeah, and I think he, he bowled the best that he had um, all season, I think, um, in the limited overs he bowls, so you could be onto one there, Bex. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so that can sort of segue us into the Bex's best for this week. Uh, so again, we don't have a whole lot on this show because mid-game and all that, but uh, Bex's best this week goes to a fella that came down on Sunday morning so the call went out uh, during the week to try and get down on Sunday morning to try and help out at Burundar to uh, sort of set everything up for the big day ahead of Ladies' Day and the T20s. And there was probably a less than stellar response, um, but one person in particular came down from pretty much the start and helped out Dommy, Johnny, and everyone down there tirelessly. And that goes to Harsh, Harsh Tanwar in the fours. Harsh Tanwar, you What know. a man. He was down there from 7.30, helping out, setting everything up. Uh, we were sort of changing the sight screens over, sweeping the pitches, running things out to Dommy, and he didn't... He, he did everything perfectly. So, mate, that that's clearly Vex's best for this week because mm. we know the club wouldn't work without the volunteers on the morning in the mornings of games. So, Harsh, honestly, mate, I was very stoked to see you down there and thanks for helping us out. Yeah, that, that, that's just genuinely so good. Um, yeah. And huge remune, you guy to the club. And um, I hope tomorrow night will be tonight as this released. Um, hopefully the boys buy him a few beers behind the bar. So exactly. definitely deserve it. That's so. right, definitely. Huge so well done to this week uh, to Harsh. And, well, pretty much to wrap up, we thought we'd toot our own horns for a little bit about mm. uh, Ladies' Day and, and how well that went. So obviously, Liamo, you weren't um, you weren't at Burundar on Sunday. So once again... Mm. The organisation and the setting of everything <laughs> up was managed to be left to Ellis and I. Mate, we, you were there when we we did all the organising before that. So on, <laughs> I think it was Friday. It was, um, I, w- I had about two or three hours of sleep. Couldn't sleep because I was stressing so much about about Ladies' Day. Um, we rock up to uh, a cafe in uh, uh, Tribute. Was it in just in? Uh, yeah, that's right. Bull Creek. Shout Paris. out, big fans um, of the show. The brightest cafe you've ever seen. Um, it's all white and it was about 40 degrees. I'm sitting there with three hours of sleep, like dying there, trying to work out what we're going to do. We go to Garden City, buy everything we need. Um, and so, yeah, I wasn't there on the day, but you you, you could attest, Bex, we did plenty of the of the crux of nah, the organizing. that is true. Um, the, big, that. the biggest issue on Sunday was we get there and um, <clears throat> the, the Chungwa Association is a group that mm. shares our building down at Byrondah. And they had mayhem. I heard, mate. I can't begin to stress how ridiculous <laughs> this was. They would have had, I reckon, they said a hundred, easily hundred and fifty plus down there, uh, because they were having an event where Mark McGowan, the premier of WA, was coming down mm. to announce some funding and some budget stuff to do with their association, a new building. So Ellis and so I. So they got, they didn't they didn't book they didn't book it did they no, we we so had the booking we mm. had the booking like we do for every game of cricket all summer and they'd booked a office around the front of the building which apparently would have held about twenty people <laughs> and so they had <laughs> this entire massive group of people and they were like we need to use the hall Ronnie in his you know, infinite uh, generosity said yep sure you can use the hall while while we're playing cricket but he nearly had a he nearly had a heart attack, I swear, when there were kids running around the sight screens while the ones were playing, <laughs> and they they didn't understand what was going on. So Ronnie's come out there going, get away from the sight screen, you know, play somewhere I heard else. cries of, it's not a playground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then two minutes later, they're back on it, and he's come storming out, and he's, get off the bloody... 
So it was it was good <laughs> fun to watch, Ronnie. but it it very much put a uh, put a dampener on our preparations for Ladies Day. When you when yeah, you I heard weather, that they said they'd be fifteen minutes, but ended up being about two hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we got told mm. fifteen minutes in and out easy, and yeah, shockingly that didn't turn out to be the case. Um, mm. Although we had one very happy punter down at Burundar, um, Harry Grigson, who's <laughs> life idol I think is Mark McGowan at the moment, managed to be the only person not involved with the Changwara Association to get a photo with Mark on stage and uh, <laughs> rocking his amazing mullet at the moment. Probably Mark felt a bit at home with having him there. So shout out to him for getting a new profile picture out of it. Um, mm. But yeah, our, pre- our preparations, mate, they were delayed to say the least. So we, we it didn't was very probably... representative of the cricket going on outside, wasn't it? Oh, mate, it was carnage all around. Everything was going Late on. Late in the day did well. But... It, was, it was bucketing down with rain. We were just thinking, oh, God, this is going to be carnage. So... <laughs> Luckily, when mate, the ladies rocked up, that uh, it all sort of worked out okay. At the end of the storm, there's a golden sky, as uh, the famous <laughs> Liverpool anthem Every cloud uh, says. has a silver lining, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So and I heard it went off an absolute treat. We, we say this about every event because we obviously blow our tyres, but do. when I walked up the steps around the front um, after coming from the Colts and the noise I heard, I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> there's so many people, man. No, nah, it, it was awesome. Um, shout out to Josh Cuser for organising us, his mate Matteo, to do the DJing, did a ripper job. Um, shout out to Johnny G and Mac who stood tirelessly behind the bar. Johnny G was at Barandar at 5.30 in the morning on Sunday to put the covers on and he left at 8.30 that night to after Easy. locking up for us. So We're so lucky to have that bloke. Boys, and if Mac you're ever well. at the bar, make sure you buy Johnny G a drink cause, and Mac as well because they both uh, are the only reason that we get anything done down the drags. So make sure that happens next time you see him. Uh, but yeah, it was mm. bloody ripper night. I, I, I had a great time. Yeah, well, I rocked up and um, the food looked great. Um, there was so many, so many girls there and um, so many guys there. And I heard, um, heard a um, the old, an old member of the of the club say that it's the most people they've seen they've seen down at the club in thirty years. So, um, so not bad for our for our third event. Yeah, it, it was honestly such a cool vibe down there that after you know we've spoken about a lot that we probably don't get as many people down as we want to a lot of things. But you know, it was just mm. awesome to see the buy-in. So. Looking forward to next year when we go up and uh, get bigger and better. Speaking of going up, I heard that um, Mark McGowan trying to win some votes was talking to the hierarchies of the club, um, Jarrah included, and saying, "Oh yeah, well, like, what can we what can we do for the club? Well, what can we?" Ronnie do? was hoping to get a bit of an audience with him, but I think he had to rush off without getting too much of a chat. So I'm sure that was pretty okay. devastating. But you know, you never mm-hmm. know. I'm sure there was some schmoozing done there at some point. Schmoozing, great <laughs> word. Um, well, that pretty much brings us to the end of today's show. We've uh, not really got a whole lot to ch- talk about. Obviously, normally on the off week, we might have a Cass's quiz or a Badgering Bex or something, but we training was a bit of a... Uh, well, I didn't get to training last night, and Ellis was obviously working mm. today. So we'll um, pretty much just crack on after having done our recaps. Lemo, thanks for joining me, mate. Um, obviously, a ripper weekend of cricket for the drags. Mm, no, nah, mate, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to be a dragon over the last week, and... Um, have a good break, everyone. Yeah, exciting games ahead. Actually, no, we'll see you next week. We'll see. Actually, first, we'll see you next week for a uh, bit of a different episode. Um, me and Bex will, and Ellis will be in Mandra, so stay tuned for an exciting change-up episode next week. Um, yeah, yeah. Good luck to all teams ahead this Saturday, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. See ya.